Welcome to the Biblical Media Podcast. Join us each week as we present the best biblical resources available so that you can grow in your walk with Christ. Redeem the time by redeeming the web. Hello and welcome to the Biblical Media Podcast. My name is David Branch, your host. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are on the globe today, whatever time you happen to be listening to this particular episode. I'm so glad that you're with us, and we're going to be talking about a bunch of different topics as the weeks go on. Starting a podcast is something I've wanted to do for a long time, and the basic idea of this is to be able to share with you some thoughts from the Scripture, some areas of theology perhaps, some ways in which the Bible comes into play in our culture today, maybe some tech tips along the way, all these different things that I'm interested in coming together here in this one podcast. And the exact shape of that, I'm sure, will be formed as we go on through the different weeks as we get into a rhythm. But for now, I just want to start off with an area of theology that really interests me and I think we should be starting with before we talk about anything else. But before we get to that, I just want to introduce myself. If we haven't met before, my name is David Brandt. I am the assistant pastor at the Lebanon Bible Fellowship Church, or at least one of the assistant pastors here. And I've been there for about 14 years. In the first 11 years of that, uh, I was uh, primarily the youth pastor. I did a bunch of other things as well, but that was one of the things that took up the most amount of my time. And I really enjoyed that, being with the teens, being able to teach, to plan, to go on different events with them, and uh, lead a bunch of adult and teen leaders in that. It was a wonderful time. And then in the past three years, I've transitioned into more of a administrative role, more of a technology communications role. And I found that this is really where I am most passionate, the things that I'm most gifted in, the things I enjoy doing the most. And I'm really glad that God has put me in the position where I am today. I've always had this interest in art in computers, in technology, in communications in various ways. And I love to just be able to see ways in which we can use those different aspects for the gospel to promote the ministry of the church, to build up believers in the faith. And I guess this podcast is just one other avenue, a way of doing that, something I've wanted to start for a long time, but now I'm finally getting around to. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy this time. I hope it's beneficial to you. Now, I'm going to start off with an area of theology that I find to be the most exciting, the most crucial to our faith, and that is bibliology. This is the study of the doctrine of the Bible. And yeah, we might be getting into different areas of theology as this podcast goes on. We might talk about some other practical matters. But for right now, I want to start off strong with this particular doctrine in the Bible and do a mini-series on it before we go any further in this podcast. So what is bibliology? Well, as I already said, this is the doctrine of the Bible, what the Bible says about itself. And uh, it's really one area out of many categories of what's called systematic theology. So systematic theology is just a way of breaking up what the Bible teaches about different subjects into major categories. So, for example, we could think of theology proper, which is the doctrine of God, Right? We could think of Christology, the doctrine of Christ, pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And again, there's many different branches of theology. But in this particular podcast, I want to talk about bibliology, what the Bible says about itself. And I believe that this is one of the most, if not the most, important area of doctrine. Because what you believe about the Bible determines what you believe about so many other things. 
I know a lot of people who uh, are Christians or some people who at least claim to be Christians, but their area of bibliology is entirely messed up, and you can see it come out in a host of ways of what they believe about salvation, about who Jesus is, about how they view the Gospels or any other part of Scripture. It's incredibly important that we understand what the Bible says about itself, and so that's why I'm leading off this podcast with this particular subject. So just to give you an idea of the types of things we'll be talking about, and we'll take one of these topics per episode, so we won't try to cram too much in all at once, but we'll talk about ideas such as revelation, the way in which God has chosen to reveal himself. Of course, God has revealed himself in many ways through dreams and visions and Jesus Christ himself, but the scriptures are also one way God has revealed himself. Secondly, we'll talk about inspiration. And that's how God guided the writers to write what they did. In other words, how was the Bible different from other books? And that is this doctrine of inspiration, of the Bible being God-breathed. Next, we're going to talk about inerrancy. Inerrancy is the implication of inspiration. So are there any errors in the Bible? If the Bible is inspired by God, then how trustworthy is it? Can we say that there are no errors at all? And that's what this topic deals with. Next is canonicity. So we can say the Bible's inspired, it's breathed out by God, but what books really are scripture? Which ones fall into this category? How did we get the books that we have in our modern day Bibles? Can we trust them? Are there other ones that are missing? We'll talk about that. Then moving on, we'll talk about preservation, how the Bible was preserved from the time in which it was written to the present day. Do we know that the Bibles we have today accurately represent what was written? That's a good question. We're going to talk about that. Then we'll get into translation, how you go from one language to another. The Bible was written originally in Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek. So how did we get from there to English? We'll talk a little bit about the history of the English Bible, since at least here we're English speakers. And then finally, I want to deal with hermeneutics. That is the art and science of studying the Bible, of explaining it, of understanding it. Because what we want to do is not only understand what the Bible says about itself, but also know how we can study that word and then teach it to others so that we can share it. I want to bring it fully to application in the end so that you can actually use what it is that we're talking about and do something with it. So today, I really just want to start off in the general sphere. Why should we study the doctrine of the Bible? Well, I already alluded to this earlier. We want to study the Bible because it's inspired by God. And that is something no other book in the world can claim. Because no other book in the world, you might really love a particular work by some author. And it might be really well written, but it's not inspired. It's not perfect. It's not God-breathed at least not in the way we're going to talk about here. That's important. Secondly, we should study the Bible because it is unique in many other ways besides just being inspired. You think about just the circumstances in which the Bible was written, right? So the Bible was written over a 1,500-year span. Moses, who was the one who wrote the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, lived around 1450 BC. And Revelation was written by the Apostle John, it's believed, around 95 AD. So that's 1,500 years, a long period of time. And yet this Bible, this collection of books, contains one message that is unified. And that's pretty amazing. 
Not only is the Bible vast in terms of the time period it covers, but it was also written across three different continents. So now we're getting into geography. It was written in Asia, so Israel is located there. You could say it was written in Africa because that's where Moses wrote down the laws of God on Mount Sinai. That's in Egypt. And then Europe. Paul wrote 1 Corinthians while he was in Ephesus. And some of the other letters are believed to have been written while he was in Rome. So you've got three different continents. And then, as we've already said, the Bible was written in three different languages. So we've got Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. All those different factors contribute to this idea that the Bible is certainly unique, spanning all of this time, these three different continents, these three different languages. Another reason we should study the Bible is because it has been preserved better than any other ancient document. Right? If we think of other works of antiquity, take the Iliad that was written by Homer. That only has a few hundred copies that exist today. And yet we would still say that that is something that we know was written by him, that we trust, that we take it face value. The New Testament, by comparison, has about 25,000 manuscripts that exist of it. Now, granted, the New Testament is 27 books. It's not just one book. But even if you take 25,000 and divide it by 27, we still get an average of 924 per book, which is still better than the Iliad, which is one of the most historically accounted for books um, besides these books of, of the New Testament. So it's very well preserved. Another reason why somebody should be concerned about the Bible and studying what it says and what it says about itself is because it contains prophecy concerning the coming of Christ 400 years before he was born. So I'm thinking specifically of Isaiah 53. And not even the Quran or the Book of Mormon can claim that. So I'm saying even if you are an atheist, even if you don't care at all about who Jesus is, I would tell you that studying the Bible certainly is important and is worth your time because of all these factors. Another reason you should study this book, know what you believe about it, is because it's incredibly relevant for life. For example, it can determine what you think about the entire universe, about what your purpose on this earth is, and what you believe about this book could drastically change the trajectory of your life and what you choose to do with it. So it's incredibly important, I would say, for everybody to know what they believe about this particular book. Now let's get into the theology of the Bible. A good place to start, at least in my own context, is our own denomination statement on bibliology. And again, I am a part of the Bible Fellowship Church denomination. It's a small denomination in uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, that, that kind of area of about 60 churches. And in our Articles of Faith, we have Article 1 as the Holy Scriptures. And I just want to read this for you, if you're not familiar with it. It says, The Holy Scriptures, both the Old and New Testaments, are the inspired, infallible Word of God, a divine revelation, the original writings of which were verbally inspired by the Holy Spirit, and they are the supreme and final authority of faith and conduct. Inspiration is a special act of the Holy Spirit by which he guided the writers of Scripture so that their words would convey the thoughts he wished conveyed, would bear a proper relationship to the thoughts of other inspired books, and would be kept free from error of fact, doctrine, and judgment. And then finally, the Holy Scriptures, the written word of God, 
are composed of all 66 books of the Old and New Testament. So you'll see in that particular paragraph that I just read for you, there are several different doctrines and subcategories mentioned that we already kind of alluded to before. It talks about the canon of Scripture, right? And that's the 66 books of the Old and New Testament. What exactly do we use to define the books of the Bible? Revelation was addressed in, in those words where it said a divine revelation. Inspiration is addressed when it says the Holy Scriptures are the inspired infallible word of God, and the original writings of which were verbally inspired by the Holy Spirit. Inerrancy is addressed when it says the Holy Scriptures are the inspired infallible word of God. So in other words, that they're kept free from error, doctrine, and judgment. And then we see a statement about the sole authority that's communicated by these words. They are the supreme and final authority of faith and conduct. So that's a summary of the kinds of doctrine that we're going to be fleshing out in greater detail in these next few weeks. I think this is incredibly important if you've never thought before about what you believe about the Bible or why. So I hope you'll stick with us for the next few weeks. I'm David Brand. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. Did you enjoy this podcast? Find the show notes and more great resources such as articles, Bible study guides, videos, music, and more at biblicalmedia.com biblicalmedia.com share the word